Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023, and this is The Gateway from St. Louis Public Radio. Hello, I'm Rod Milam, sitting in for Wayne Pratt. Coming up later on in the podcast, we'll talk about how lawmakers and the attorney general in the state of Missouri are stepping up their efforts to restrict rights of transgender children like is happening throughout many areas in the United States. They're using kids as political pawns, and that burns me up. We'll speak with State House reporter Sarah Kellogg as well as health reporter Sarah Fenton about the advancements in those efforts that were made this week. But first, we'll have the news from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom. Residents of the city of St. Louis are being asked to set up a regular review of the city's charter. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lipman has more on Proposition C. The proposition creates a nine-member commission that would meet every 10 years. With the help of legal and technical staff, it would look at the charter and draft any changes for voters to consider. Outgoing 8th Ward Alderwoman Annie Rice drafted the bill to put the measure on the ballot. She says the current method of changing the charter by petition isn't working. We have an opportunity to bring it in-house and hopefully take some of the stigma of, well, which outside interest group is really pushing this agenda? If the commission is approved in April, members would start their work in August, they would have to finish by August of 2024. Members would be nominated by the mayor and confirmed by aldermen. I'm Rachel Lipman, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey is leveling additional accusations against St. Louis's prosecutor as he attempts to remove her from office. Bailey filed an updated quo warranto motion against Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner on Tuesday. It adds more details to claims that Gardner does not prosecute cases or keep victims informed. It also accuses Gardner of violating state open records laws and failing to get bills paid on time. Gardner has until the end of the month to file a response. Her attorneys previously argued that Bailey failed to prove she engaged in anything close to the intentional fraud or corruption that is required by state law. A plan to reduce the corporate income tax is advancing in the Missouri House. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch reports the Republican-led House gave preliminary approval on Tuesday to a plan that cuts the state's corporate income tax from 4% to 2% next year. It could be reduced to 1% by 2025 and eventually eliminated by 2027 if the state meets key revenue goals. Missouri Governor Mike Parson has not made it clear if this will be a priority in the upcoming fiscal year. Some counties in the state of Missouri are concerned about how waste from concentrated animal feeding operations, also known as CAFOs, will affect their air and the water quality. But as Eva Tesfai reports, the state Supreme Court ruled on Tuesday that counties cannot impose their own restrictions on these individual livestock operations. Rural neighbors of CAFOs often complain about the smell and worry that the gallons of waste these operations produce will pollute the groundwater. These concerns led many Missouri counties to impose restrictions on CAFOs. That was until a 2019 law prevented counties from enacting regulations that are more strict than the state's. The Missouri Supreme Court ruled that the law did not violate the Constitution, so it will remain in place. That means any county CAFO ordinances that surpass state law are void. I'm Eva Tesfai. A variety of historical Metro East figures and places will be featured by a Springfield Museum starting on Thursday. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer has details on the new Home in Illinois exhibit coming to the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. 
Sections about performer Tina Turner, surveyor Don Alonzo Spaulding, and Cahokia Mounds are designed to showcase life in the Metro East. The museum's director, Christina Shutt, says the stories of Turner, Spaulding, and Cahokia fit into the broader purpose of the exhibit. They show the wide variety of how home in Illinois can look completely different. Well, I think it's important for everyone to learn more about these stories because ultimately it's about our shared American story. Turner, like many performers, got her start in East St. Louis. Spaulding drew grid maps that laid out the modern foundation for towns like Alton, where he lived for a time, and Cahokia Mounds was one of the biggest Native American cities in North America. All of these and more will run through January 2024. I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri, like many other states, is seeking action on reducing the right of transgender minors to get gender-affirming care and participate in sports. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All spoke with State House reporter Sarah Kellogg and health reporter Sarah Fenton about advancements in those efforts made this week. Sarah Kellogg, at the State House, there's been a long parade of legislation that has targeted rights for trans kids. Where does that legislation stand today? Right now, a pair of bills just went through uh, the Senate uh, Tuesday morning, this morning as we're talking, uh, as I'm talking to you about it. Uh, one restricts trans athletes, both trans girls and trans boys, from participating in sports that align with their gender gender identity that goes uh, through collegiate levels, also applies to public uh, charter and uh, private schools. Um, and then another bill uh, bars transgender minors under 18 from accessing gender affirming health care like puberty blockers, uh, hormone treatment surgeries. Um, there are some exceptions to that. I'm sure we'll get into details. Sarah Fenton, the, uh, the attorney general earlier this week, weighed in on this and seems to be trying to ban or restrict these uh, issues before the legislature acts. That's right. So on Monday afternoon, or at least later on Monday, um, Andrew Bailey, who's the attorney general of Missouri, released an announcement that he is planning to put emergency regulations in place that will limit how transgender people receive care. These regulations include informed consent from patients about uh, certain risks of transgender care um, and also require anybody who receives care to get a full psychological assessment of no fewer than 15 separate hourly sessions. That means 15 hours of therapy before you could receive any kind of gender-affirming care, um, like puberty blockers, hormone treatments. It's not a technically a ban on gender-affirming care, but it does make it significantly more difficult to receive that care. I think it's an interesting move on the attorney general's part. Um, I think that it's something that you are going to see challenged in courts. Sarah Kellogg, what has the reaction been uh, both uh, from people who are supportive of these actions and opposed to them at the Capitol? The reaction has been very interesting so far. I mean, earlier in session, there was a rally against this legislation right before a really long House hearing. But on Monday, you know, the day after everybody came back, there was a over 150 people who were in support of these bills. And it led to eventually the bill being brought up immediately in the Senate. And uh, it long led to a over 
12-hour filibuster. Uh, one of the people speaking in that filibuster, you know, mostly, if not all Democrats, um, was Senator Greg Razor, who is the only openly gay member of the Senate. He has been against these bills for months. And he more or less really disparaged actions from Republicans on the fact that they're politicizing this issue. And I think we have a clip of him doing that. This is the crap they said about people like me for decades. Right. They can't say it about me anymore, or they would be. Right. So now they're going after another group, but this time they're kids. Right. They're kids they're going after. Right. They're using kids as political pawns. And that burns me up. Sarah Femtum, do we have much of a reaction from the healthcare community yet? I reached out to someone representing the clinic at WashU that treats transgender minors and provides uh, gender-affirming care to kids here in St. Louis. Um, again, the regulations have not yet been filed. So again, I think providers are sort of playing this a little close to their chest and seeing what happens. Um, but they said they're aware of the press release and um, they take the care and the safety of their patients very seriously and remain committed to providing compassionate family-centered care to their patients. So not a lot um, from providers um, in particular, at least locally yet. St. Louis Public Radio health reporter Sarah Fentum and St. Louis Public Radio State House reporter Sarah Kellogg, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And the editor for that piece was St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All. St. Louis Public Radio is a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music for The Gateway is by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Rod Milam. Have a good day. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.